I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience where we take two different people from the same walk of life who went down different paths. We introduce them, we connect them, and hope that they do business well and their business can grow. But we got a special guest today who we not connected with nobody, but we connecting with the listeners to, to y'all, to him, because we think he pretty dope, man, when it all comes down to it. But uh, what's your book pick? All right, so my book pick of the uh, episode is Guaranteed Success by Master P. This book was released in 2007 Master P shares tips with the reader on how to get guaranteed success some of these tips include how to achieve goals how to make your money work for you and how to live a prosperous life with that with purpose this is a must read for anybody looking to gain knowledge from pers- a person everybody know who did it they way and explaining they way to you and maybe that way can help you get your way so what we gonna do today wait minute, bro wait a minute how long ago did you read that I read that like two or three times. Yeah. I read it, but um, actually, the last time I read it, I seen it because I I, uh, I just bought myself a house. Yeah. And I was packing all my books Congratulations. up. And then when I was packing my books up, I noticed some of my books wasn't there. So I went to the stash of books. You yeah. know where the stash of books at? Yeah. And I just looked at it. That was the first. It actually fell out the stash. Like when I opened up the like cabinet. You were supposed to read it. Yeah. So I'm gonna probably grab it. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna see if they got that one on audio book. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. I want to know how do that work. So, uh, is it kind of like an iTunes thing where it's like I mean, a title thing where everything just on there? Well, audio books. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm okay. saying. I'm gonna just figure it out because I hear everybody saying that they listening to audio books. Now, the reason that I haven't got into audio books is because I'm a highlighter, man. Yeah. I love to read and highlight because I I reread every book that I've read before. Before, yeah. I'm a, I know I'm gonna get back to it sometimes, and I notice that when I'm doing highlighting that I'm not my mind state is different every time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So I actually got a term you need to know, and it's uh, archive. Archive is a noun. So what is an archive? Yeah, I don't know why they do that either. That was dumb, and they make that. But uh, an archive is a noun, and it's a place to keep public records or other historical documents, and it's uh, also an extensive record or collection of data. Why is that important? Because today we are standing with Westside Colion. He's uh, from the West Coast. We're on the West Coast, and he is great at archiving. I came across him on Instagram, and like, Kinda I like, thought the shit wasn't real, man. I thought like oh, it was like, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like that's the shit is so dope that I'm like, damn, like is this a real person? Like, yeah, so this? we actually had an episode like that back home with a uh, Legends Never Die, and he like 21, so he like he like had to learn it really, 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 really fast. But like every day, I see like multiple posts, and it's like. This guy gotta notice. This ain't nothing he googling. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. That's no, what I'm not saying that. Uh, Ian. Ian is googling, but I'm just saying like he posting multiple posts a day. And uh, so we want to introduce y'all to Westside. Calling y'all. Go on here and uh, introduce yourself. Give a little background, and then we will get into it. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Westside Corleone. I'm from uh, L.A. City, out here in Cali. Uh, born and raised. I came up as a DJ in the in the mid '90s. Did a little writing. Uh, did promotions. Worked at worked at K Beach, which is an internet radio station at Cal State Long Beach, as the as the hip hop director and as a radio show host, and uh, rec- uh, recording studio owner studio owner for a little bit, and now I just kind of archive the history of the music that I grew up loving. So it's a lot of you know stuff that I own, and I've gone back and looked at my stacks and said, well, yeah, I got to look up like when this stuff came out. Right, right, right. So you know I remember these are days, and that's what that's what like the internet is really great about right like I can go back and go man when did that when did that you know hieroglyphics album come out when did that snoo come out right and get um, exact dates and I can get those dates and there's a lot of people that don't really 
pay attention to the history of that music anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't they don't un, the, understand like where the music came from. So like how extensive is your you probably got records, tapes, and CDs, huh? I got a lot of everything, yeah. 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 So how far do it go back? Like can you remember like the first time you bought music? Like with your own money? Man. Um there's a whole lot of everything, dude. I mean, I've been buying, I, I started buying, you know, tapes in like probably fourth grade. Yeah. I remember buying um, Public Enemy Can't Trust It. Yeah. With, um, I think I bought a, the Dre Day cassette in the same day, you know. And then after that, you know, to me, when I when I start buying something and I find out, like, oh, this is the new Dr. Dre record, right? Yeah. Then I want to know, okay, well, what did he do before this? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's you want to see like a person's history. Yeah. So that's when I start digging into crates and I started learning about you know NWA which I was like six or seven when it came out yeah. so I wasn't buying that when it was new yeah. right, right. <laughs> you know and then you get back further and you go back to like world class wrecking crew yeah you yeah. know yeah see and that's what we was talking about off mic and I was we was talking about like the uh, the the Ruthless Records family tree and how strong the roots are still today in hip hop now let's my- talk about growing up in uh the 80s the late 80s in LA like you know cause that was a that was a pivotal time for music and just the transition of life as people know it today a lot of stuff that was going on in LA in the late 80s shaped the rest of the world so let's talk about that like where did you grow up at I grew up in a little suburb of LA um, you know in this area called I live in San Pedro mm-hmm. right now which is kind of where all the if you, if you take a cruise in or out of LA you land in San Pedro okay, okay. Um, right across the bridge from Long Beach we're connected by a bridge as a a bridge on island and a second bridge and you're in Long Beach okay okay um, so kind of right there uh, you know that area Torrance uh, Palos Verdes all those areas yeah, yeah. Torrance is where they recorded the first NWA album okay okay, okay, okay. and a lot of the early Ruthless albums were recorded at a studio in Torrance okay okay okay, um, okay. so that's probably where that name sounds familiar from so was hip hop like the first music that you got into or did it come from like liking rock and like different genres and exploring for something new I mean yeah I grew up you know my parents were on to like the classic rock okay so I grew up with like 70s 60s you know Eagles um I had Earth, Wind, and Fire stuff. Yeah, you know uh, Van Morris and all the all the typical like rock and roll stuff in the sixties, seventies. And my older brother, who was my dad's from my dad's uh, other wife, um, lived out in Westchester. Okay, and he'd come over on the weekends and he'd bring all of his cassettes of hip hop with him. Yeah. And so I started stealing his cassettes and shit. You know I mean? like, <laughs> he ate to bring them over. Where the know, hell did that cassette go? I'm like, yeah. oh, here you can have it back the next weekend, you know, after yeah. I, after I'd recorded it on my own copy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so my older brother really got me into hip hop. Yeah, I find that a lot too, like with uh people like it's probably either an older sibling or an older cousin or something that like help you discover it and then you just find what type of hip hop you like. Like right. oh, wait so, a minute, I like this kind of hip hop. So what was the first rap song that you remember your older brother letting you listen to and describe that feeling, like when you knew like, yo, this is it? Man, um he had everything, man. We had like <laughs> he had like LL Cool J stuff. I almost said knock you out. Yeah, you know. And when when he was like sixteen, he got a brand, he got a eighty five three hundred Z. Yeah, 
and he pulled out all the stereo stuff and put in, you know, he put in like multiple subwoofers yeah. and tweeters. He was the first dude rocking like subs that I ever. ever met. <laughs> yeah. And we shake traffic, we shared four lanes each direction with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking over like, what the? What is that? Like, yeah. This is brand new. This 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 concept of uh, yeah. listening to music like this is brand new. Yeah, and it was just, I mean, it would rattle everything in the in the area. Yeah. You know, and so like that that's that that big bass, the L Cool J, the digital underground. Yeah. Um. All that stuff was kind of where I started. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so when you, okay, so that's where you start. So then how do you figure out, like, I either like it all or I like this, like, type. So for me, we from the Midwest. Uh, my favorite artist is from the Midwest, but I prefer Northern California music. If it's not Detroit music, mm-hmm. it's around the areas, I prefer Northern California music. I don't know why. Like, it's just something about that Bay music that I prefer over other genres. Not, I mean, other over sub-genres. I love Down South music, but I even break that up. Because when I, my first go-to Down South is not Atlanta. I'm saying from my standpoint, not like the new Atlanta. It's actually Texas. Yeah, yeah, like you know that was like, that was my favorite. Texas, Houston music, Houston and Memphis, Houston, yeah, Houston and Memphis and music. It, those are my two favorite type of rap. Like I, I love the Bay too, but like for me, it was Houston. Like my favorite artist is uh, one of my favorite artists is like Lil Kiki. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then so when Houston really started blowing up and everybody was fucking with it and they uh, chopped Sample. and screwed and all of that, I'm telling everybody like, no, bro, every song that's been chopped and screwed is Little Kiki's voice. I remember the regular the record yeah. like, you know what I'm saying so when did you discover what what regional music that you like the most like overall you love hip hop but like I do um, well my favorite region I'm, I'm gonna be selfish and say it's you know it's west coast okay like I started really when I started the the history stuff yeah I started with just west coast stuff okay okay you know what I mean cause that's what I grew up less like that's when uh, the first time I heard nothing but a G thing yeah I was like it's just done this, this, <laughs> this is my this, this is, is, my, it. This yeah. is my music right here yeah, yeah. you know that, 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 that classic funk yeah remix that, G-funk, that yeah. remix on, yeah that G funk yeah you know that, so, so who would your favorite producer be from the west coast you know it's really split I got I got uh, Dr. Dre, of course. Yeah. But DJ Quick is so underrated. Yeah. I, I think so too. Like DJ Quick, he a monster, man. And Quick has some good, like some great records, albums. But it's groups, like, he gave you High C, he gave you Second to None. Yeah, like, like they the, was on a real run. Yeah, at Mossberg. Yeah. yeah, Mossberg. Like yeah, he, he yeah. was on a real run. But like when you say West Coast producers, not too many people, people mention Quick. And he mixed uh, all yeah. of them records yeah. over at Death Row. He like ninety percent of All Eyes on Me. Right, and that's somebody. Yeah, your favorite records, DJ Quick is the sound, uh, the mixer behind that. That's crazy. So let's talk about disorganized crime radio show at K Beach College Radio like so now that you loving music how what made you say yo fuck this I'm about to be a DJ like you know something I, I came up with in high school I met one of my one of my boys in high school um and he was he was DJ and he had this little setup with like a CD turntable kind of thing going on way yeah. before that was popular and, you know when I started DJing I went and got like real turntables yeah vinyl um, so you're a real DJ Not saying they not But you No I grew up with Like you couldn't punch A name in a computer <laughs> yeah. And bring up a song Like I have that now Like I have my controllers I have my vinyl I still have You know I have everything Yeah Cause you can't really Function today Without having both Yeah yeah, And that's what Like uh, I got a uh, Podcast Uh 
a podcast uh, that we listen to and we deal with. And she was like, oh, I want to learn how to DJ. And the first thing me and my brother said, then you got to learn with vinyl. Yep. Like you you graduate to being lazy per se. Yeah. You can't start off like yeah. that because then you might never go back and understand what a blend is and what yep. a mix is. And like even with the music, people be like, oh, no, this is a mixtape. And me and my brother like, no, a mixtape is actually not playing the whole song, blending one song into the next song. Yep. And then Scratching people anticipating it, it to yep. hear the rest of the song that you didn't even play. So like when did you start DJing actually? Like was it at high school uh, parties? or Yeah, high school parties. Parties, like 15 yeah. little little youth group stuff you know different churches would hire me yeah. to do parties so you playing rap at the church group at the, uh, oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what was your DJ name back then yeah I can't remember that far back man <laughs> I've had, I had a lot of name changes yeah I had a lot of you know I put out I DJed in high school I put out little mixtapes where I was rapping in high school yeah but I figured you know like that's all cool but you got you got you know especially DJing like when I came up it was carrying these Big ass like eighty pound speakers, right? <laughs> yeah. Up these hills, and then you had to take ten or twelve crates of records. Yeah, but that's when you had to know like what you had. Yeah, you know I mean like you had to know what vinyl was in, in your case and where it was, so you had that mix lined up. Yeah, so then you know like okay, I'm about to start with this and play all of this, and when I get to this one, it's over. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I love it now because I mean I can take my computer and take you know forty thousand songs with me. Yeah. To yeah. any gig, and, and I can have heavy at all. every genre. <laughs> I got you know rap. I got classical for the for the retirement homes. You know I got funk and and uh, and uh, R and B and all all that stuff. You know. Yeah. What I mean? So, so uh, back to the radio station, uh, the radio uh, show. What made you say I'm gonna bring this to college? It just you know it was me and my boy. He lives in Ohio now. Yeah. And he was more he likes hip hop. He's more into the punk music. Yeah. And so we were super. We never planned our shows really yeah. that well. <laughs> And so we called it disorganized crime because half the time we were arguing over what we were going to play next. Yeah. And so he'd bring in like tidbits of the day. I bring in the hip hop. He would bring in like punk music. Yeah. You know. And it was a good blend. Though. It was a cool blend, and yeah. we had a blast. We had the second highest rated show on the yeah. station in like our third or fourth week. Yeah. And then a lot of people don't know like college radio is actually the radio that breaks new music. I yeah. broke Crooked Eye. Yeah. First in LA. Yeah. You know what's crazy when we flew out here the other day, Cricket I was on the plane. It was really early in the morning, so I you know, I didn't say nothing to him. Yeah. Because you know, I mean it was got at the airport at seven o'clock. You know yep. what I'm saying? So we so it's like uh, I said to my brother, I was like that's cricket out right there. Yeah. He, he was you know by himself, real low key. I'm like that's cricket out. He must yep. have been doing something with Royce because he was in, he be in the D. Yeah. yeah. So well, Royce had the new album come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's dope. That's uh, a banger. My favorite song on there is Cocaine. I feel like the way like he can really sing. First of all, he yeah. really can sing, and the story just phenomenal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so you DJ and you and uh, your partner. So y'all playing punk and rap? Yeah. Like that sounded like a dope show though. Like it that was sound, fun. Yeah, that sounded like know, that. We had, it was late night, it was like ten to midnight. So and you know, then with internet radio too at the time was you don't have to OPI stuff, which is obscenity, profanity, and decency. Right. You didn't have to worry about it, but at the college station, because they were preparing us for other careers, they made us enforce that. Oh, okay. So like okay. I had to go and listen to all the records before I would play them. You know, and then I worked as the hip hop music director. So I was making contacts with record labels. Yeah. Um, and that's how I broke Crooked Eye. I found the the album Escape from Death Row. Yeah. Which was a compilation of like former Death Row artists and new Death Row artists. Yeah. And it was Trey D was on it. Crooked Eye had a song called Uh Oh. Yeah. Where he had a there was a cello yeah. on the beat. Yeah. And I wrote that record. Do um, do he know that you broke it? Yeah. I okay. posted it on Instagram. I don't remember when. Few months ago now, and he actually reposted it. 
Because you know, remember and, that. Give, and, and, and you know, give me a shout out on it. Yeah, because sometimes like artists, they don't know how stuff got to where it got, but you know, it started somewhere. So yeah. if somebody be like, "Oh, I broke that record," they like, "He can't be lying." He got yeah, it. yeah, like, yeah. Who yeah, would say that? Yeah, about I would that. Live by that. And what I noticed too about uh, college radio, internet radio, a lot of the bigger stations listen to see. Oh yeah, what's going on on there? As far as what they talking about yep. the music that's playing well we used to be artists uh, uh, identical that was the name of our group and our whole thing was like we can take the college circuit you know what I'm saying the college radio circuit if we want to go radio because they uh, appreciate it more yeah that's the one you got to get first yeah because I mean when you go to them big stations you got every artist in the world vying for that two minutes and thirty seconds on on air but it's like college sometimes they don't even have enough music to play yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. they, they might have a four hour show yep. one of the bigger college stations is at where we from they got a four hour show every Saturday from 8 to 12 they begging for new music yeah, yeah. yeah. they know can't know wait saying? yeah and then people call in request their favorites but they want new music so how like so DJing on the radio did that change your point of view as a music fan because now you not just you, you really gotta play with the people it's kinda like hear. work now it, yeah it's like, it's like work now like. yeah yeah it was cool I mean it, you know to me it was more about making the contacts with the with with the record labels yeah and learning how that side worked okay because I was also doing the doing the request for new music so I call record like cold call records labels and be like hey y'all got any new stuff coming out right and that's how I had that that CD with Crooked Eye yeah and I called this Private Eye it was called Private Eye Records okay I made this contact um and they was they dropped the Sugar Free Mossberg Connected album okay yeah 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 and I got yeah, to break, yeah. I got to drop that one off the record too yeah yeah, so they probably was looking forward to you calling too because they like somebody calling. Yeah, they loving it. They loving it. And in fact, yeah. when Mossberg had his his solo album came out, yeah, they was talking to me about doing the street team in L.A. for him. Oh, okay, and like you know, how much do you charge us to run promotion in L.A. and da da da. Yeah, and then we had the incident where Mossberg was was you know taking kills. Yeah, yeah. And Mossberg was really on pace to be like. <laughs> he was he was one of the dopest. Yeah. So when yeah. that happened, the, the label folded for other reasons. Yeah, and uh, it got shipped off elsewhere, so I never got to work on that on that record. Oh yeah, because uh, did they did they ever drop? They didn't ever even drop the record. Yeah, it dropped. Oh, did yeah, it? called nonfiction. Yeah, that's all. That's like seventy percent DJ Quick. Yeah, production, and then there's, uh, there's other the younger cats. Yeah, did it, but it all sounds like Quick. Yeah, because he you know he mixed everything again. Yeah. Best best mixer in the game. Like Insane. I would love to sit down and talk with DJ Quick on mic, off mic, just because I know he got some stories, but. He really come with it. Like I really think you're right. He really underrated as a producer, as an engineer. Like he yep. the, he the best in the game, man. Like yeah. if if I was an artist and I had a budget, who you want to mix it? Hey, spend everything. Yeah, go, go, grab DJ. Yeah. <laughs> go grab DJ. He does quick. that stuff too. We had I got my at my university. I graduated Dominguez Hills out here yeah. as an audio recording major. I did a audio production. Yeah, for them and one of our dudes interviewed quick. Oh, okay. One okay. night, out there. Yeah. So he does that kind of stuff. He'll get down with the with the yeah. independence. He stuff. just was in Detroit not too long ago. But him and Scarface got a project yeah. that they uh they got a project together. I think like that quick's supposed to play the music. Yeah, on. yeah. Mm-hmm. live yeah, band. But they was out there together. I reached out, but it, we like to reach out prior to you getting there, right. so we own your uh, itinerary. Um, yeah. So I, he probably ain't even see it. He no tell her how many DMs he got. Yeah. So, uh, so. What's your favorite era in music? My my favorite era, man, is that is that nineties, man. The nineties, the nineties, like when like when G Funk started, yeah. You know when that like ninety one, ninety two, when you had like above the law, yeah. So and, we just uh, was talking about above the law, how they don't really get they just do. Yeah, well, they was the dude, you know, they was the dudes that really was the first dudes doing G Funk. 
Yeah, them and them, and, them and cocaine. Saying. Yeah, cocaine, cocaine underrated too. Yep, you know what I'm saying. So you said you got a BA in audio recording and you got a minor in music. So explain those two degrees. Like, what is a BA in music? I mean, in audio recording. So when you when I went to Cal State Dominguez Hill, I wanted to, I wanted a degree that that was in the music field, right? Right. And so I looked at two schools, Dominguez Hills, which is a which is a local public university out here. It's a Cal State. And LMU, and it was a difference of like forty grand a year. So I'm going to the, I'm going to the public school, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. for like a eighth of the price. Um, but it's really you you don't have like typical book classes. You got you go into a studio. There's a giant console in front of you, and you learn how to do everything in the console. You learn the patch base, you know, the ins and outs. Um, when I started, I was at a JC, and we was doing um, ADAT machines. Yeah, oh the, yeah, I remember those giant VHS tapes. Yeah. And then we were rolling those over into Pro Tools. Okay. So it was really, you know, how to um, how to record, how to set up mics, how to how to mix sound, how to master. Yeah. So it's kind of like how to make the music, the quality. Of how to make music. it sound good. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, then you get the uh, when you minor in music. What what does that mean? Like, how do you you minor in like the what of music? Just the general study. Okay. So. There were a lot of routes you could go. If you played an instrument, you can take all the playing classes. Okay. I didn't grow up playing instruments other than turntables, if you want to count that. I do, but they yeah, don't. They, yeah, they won't count that <laughs> at, at the school. Yeah. So I did, like, the music history classes. Um, I, they used to make us do physics as a class, okay. like like sound and stuff. Yeah. But they replaced it with studio maintenance, so I had to, like, we rewired the studio my year. And yeah. so I was drilling holes in the roof, running wires in, yeah. rewiring patch bays and different stuff, you know. Yeah, making it look good. Dude. And then after I left, they got a brand new console. <laughs> I was like, man, y'all waited until I left to get the SO. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was really like hands-on, like rebuilding studio almost, yeah. managing a studio. Yeah, because then you went into managing the studio, right? Yeah, I had a little studio for a couple years. Yeah, so how did that work out for you? That was fun, man. It was this, my partner at the time was a classmate of mine at both the JC and the and the university. Okay, and his thing was death metal. Yeah, which is not my. I can't. I can't stand <laughs> that stuff, man. So if he was in the studio, I was like, I'm going to stay home today. Yeah, so I can't take the screaming. Yeah. Um, but he did death metal. We did everything, man. We did that stuff. We did hip hop. We did R and B. Does anybody who come through the studio? Yeah, we did ska music. We did yeah. a Blu-ray surround sounds, high def videos yeah. of some ska bands. Yeah. What's one of the bigger artists that recorded at the studio? We didn't have no big. We were all based on local artists. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like we were just the local studio. It was a it was a little lockout. Practically, we converted into a recording studio. Okay, and it was just like anybody wanted to come through and put some green in our hand. Yeah, yeah. And use the space. We was cool with it. We yeah. had bands rent it for, you know, rehearsal space. Yeah, and uh, to help you know pay the rent. So you actually also used to work with live bands too. So what do you do to sound for their shows or what? Yeah, I would do concert sound, yeah. like live band sound. So you know. Um, smaller venues, nothing like you know. I, you come out here to Hollywood; they all got their own house, guys. You can't, you oh, can't okay, mess okay. with it. You can't get up in there. Nah, you can't get to, you know, to, the, to the house of blues and like I'm on the soundboard for them. No, you <laughs> ain't. We got to do it back here. We pay to do that. Yeah. Um, I just remember I'm yelling at the sound guys when I have a band <laughs> playing that I'm with usually. Um, you know, I yeah, it was live sound. That's where I started. But even before DJing, I was doing live sound, like learning how the mixer works. Yeah, you know the different EQ. How does the EQ work? What is this, how does a you know what is a high mid and a low? 
you know, if I put more of this or less of that, okay, you know, blend the how 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 high each instrument got to be to sound good. So it's not to make somebody want to say, I seen them live and I had a good time. Yep. Yeah, because I mean. I judge you, especially if you sing R&B. If I see you live and you're yeah. terrible, I never... never yeah. I won't even yep. listen to you no more because I know this is all studio. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because the live experience is something so different. If if I never, if I don't listen to your music and I see you live, I will become a fan. Yep. Yeah, we've even went to like rock and roll shows of people we never heard just of to just, stand to, see, just see. to see the live show. And it was a great live show Sound I'm a fan of MGK to this day because of his live show I've seen him perform live twice in two different uh, facets so I've seen him outside okay. and then I've seen him at uh, the State Theater where we from open for Tech 9 and uh, I'm like yo he really is a great live performer it's like nothing I ever seen Tech, oh, Tech 9 is Tech 9 got a, uh, a pretty great Tech show I Tech 9 might have the one best the... live show I've seen personally hmm. you know what I'm saying you seen Tech 9 live no, before? I have not seen Tech 9 it, it's more it's more of a rock field than a rap field okay. like it ain't just him up there rapping it's like a real show uh, Chris Calico his hype man you know he also do music but it's his hype man and they just work so well together it's crazy okay. like the show is crazy I seen him twice too at uh, the State Theater in Michigan and I can understand why uh, you gotta let Tech close the show Yeah, because yeah. if you go on after that Nobody pay yeah. attention to you. They gonna yep. be like, what? unless they really, really like you, they gonna be like, what the, what the fuck was that? Like he shut it down. You know That's what I'm cool. saying? So like, we connected through Instagram. Yeah. And you already said your favorite era was '90s. You got to give me your best album from the '90s that you feel like your oh, best album. Damn. If you only could have one album from that era, what would it be? Mm. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna break the rule. I'm gonna give you. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give you one from LA and one from the Bay Area. Okay, we'll do that. All right. So in LA, it's gotta be the Chronic. Okay. Just because that set the trend for everything. Yeah. And then from the Bay Area, it's uh, Digital Underground Sex Pack Sex Packets. Yeah, back on Humpty Hub yeah. with the Sex Packets. <laughs> Again, another underrated producer, Shock G. We, me and my brother was just talking about that's crazy. We was just talking about that like the day before we left. We said, first of all, Shock G had you thinking it was Humpty Hub. Yep. They was two different people, and, and people. Some people still might not realize that. It <laughs> to took me day. seeing him live to figure that out. Oh, straight up. I was like, "What the? Hell? He's, it's the same dude from a minute ago." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but as a producer, like he really was coming with it. So when we talk about the chronic, and you mentioned Dre as one of your favorite producers, what do you say about Daz? Because like Daz is like the chronic also. Oh yeah, you know Dad. I love Daz. I got I got again. I got all of his albums. Like yeah. I got. I think there's like sixteen or seventeen now. He keeps dropping them independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He gives you no warning. Just poof, this new stuff out. Yeah. It's like oh damn. I think Daz. He kind of underrated too. Because I yeah. think it's hard for people to believe he was that hands on with all eyes on me and yeah. the chronic. Yeah. And he was that young. Yeah. And it, doggy style. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like they just don't want to accept it. Like, no, like he's, he, he even go to the extent of showing you like the real paperwork. Like, look, yep. this is the credits. Yep. Like, I'm in the credits. Like, but still, people still be like, you're right. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, re Revenge, Retaliation, and Get Back, I think that kind of 
fell through the cracks. Yeah, it was that. that was, it was that. But there was that time where like we just didn't know what was going on with the music and, and the label, and it just kind of fell through the cracks. And, and Snoop was gone, so he wasn't pushing nothing off that album. Yeah, so it was like, uh, is it really that good? But I think it's a good album. It's a great album. We actually uh, spoke with the artist Risky Forever. You know what that is? I've heard the name. The, he drew the album cover. For oh, okay. He drew the Machiavelli album cover. He did the insert yeah, for, for All Eyes on, on Me. me. Oh, okay. And he, he from Compton. We spoke with him. Uh, and he just was like he said Daz came and sat with him every day every day when he was drawing that album cover and doesn't surprise he's very hands on yeah, like yeah. even, even now even yeah. now when he's posting this stuff on Instagram I don't know if you follow Daz. Yeah, yeah, I follow Daz. But he's he's you know posting all kinds of stuff behind the scenes, making the music. He's yeah. showing you stems on the yeah. on the tracks. Yeah, yeah. So you you are a heavy archiver. What about JT the bigger figure? You got you got any of his music? I do have a couple of his albums. Yeah, yeah. he's he's underrated too. He did a lot for the Bay. And he did, he did a lot, he did for, a lot for LA too. Yeah, if you yeah, don't realize, yeah, like, yeah. he put Game out before yeah, Game before was that, on. And people on act like that's not true. <laughs> he had the Bay with Nas, the album with the Game yep. and Nas. I got that one. You, you see what I'm saying? And it's like JT, he really. Like he yeah. overlooked. He he helped Master P, gave Master P yep. the game, along with uh, Messi Marv. Yeah, uh, he put that. He put out uh, San Quinn and Messi Marv yeah. album. JT put out a lot of stuff. He it was dang. Who did, who was he was Zaytoven? Yeah, Zaytoven made the, uh, the first beat Zaytoven ever sold was to JT, it, and JT used to let him work on the machine, yeah. and the equipment. So he even with the Migos, he was like one of the first people like to help the Migos get okay. get cracking because he used to do it uh, when him and Snoop had the magazine. Mandatory business, you remember that? Yep. Yeah, the Migos was on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, so you archive Murder Dog Magazine. Do you got are you familiar with Murder Dog Magazine? I am familiar with the I don't have a lot of them. Yeah. Um my favorite my favorite was um called Scratch. Scratch, Scratch yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. out for like maybe two years. Yeah. yeah. But I got every I got every issue and I still have it. It's in my nightstand by my bed <laughs> in the back. I got every because I you know, it was a brand new it was issue one. Yeah. And it was drawn on the cover. Yeah, I remember. Like, oh, I gotta that. get that. Yeah. Yeah. See, so when it come to magazines back then, did you get the magazines because you liked the magazines or just because who was on the cover? I, I, you know, I would get them because I wanted to know what was coming out. Yeah, see, I never phantom that people really picked up the magazines because who, who was, was on, on the cover. cover. Like, we just got every source, every double yep. XL, yep. every murder dog, every, yep. uh, what was it, wrap up. What was Lil Wayne on the cover of Holding His Daughter? Uh, that Blaze. Blaze. Because the Blaze, we had yeah. a, uh, uh, the, Blaze was a magazine by Vibe and that was the first time when Juvenile first left Cash Money Blaze broke the story he was on mm -hmm. the cover of the and Blaze magazine the and then he was in everything else but Blaze had broke that story cause we got a damn near every murder dog for 10 years a 10 year run of murder yeah, dogs because yeah, we was yeah. actually on the cover okay so what it was um, what year was this I don't know whatever year it was E-40 was on the cover right and we our whole goal was to always get on the cover of the murder dog magazine we had, it's cause we had, cause we had every last one of them and, and we noticed that whoever was on the cover of the Murder Dog magazine independent then they started popping Master mm -hmm. P 3-6 Three Six Six Mafia, Mafia Nelly before he got to popping so we Murder Dog reached out to us and they did an interview with us. A40 was on the cover. Our name was on the cover, though. So we like, cool, cool. blah, blah, that blah. Count. That kind of, you know what I'm saying? So their next issue was going to be the 18-year anniversary. And they was uh, they contacted us and asked us if we want to be on the cover. Duos. It was Waka and Gucci. It was, uh, what's dog name? They from Indiana or some shit? The, the other twins. What was they called? 
I don't know. I can't remember their name, but they was putting duos and stuff like that. And X-Rated was on there. You up on X-Rated? Mm-hmm. X-Rated Low. Yeah, X-Rated, one of the coldest MCs in the game from uh, the Bay. I think he overlooked too, but since he in jail, people didn't gravitate toward that. What was that? <laughs> Unforgiven? That album? Yeah, that was one of the best albums. That's one yeah, of the best. That's a, that's a West Coast classic. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so they put us on the cover at the Murder Dog. And that was it. That was our goal. That was our goal. That was our whole goal. And they put us on the cover. So when they put us on the cover, we had did a video because they didn't even know. So we had did a video showing ten years worth of murder dog covers up until the one we was on. Oh, wow. And they like that's on YouTube. He'll send you the YouTube. Link. I gotta like, find cool. it. I can't even. I don't have it saved, but it's on the YouTube. And because even with the murder dog, just how we were saying about the college radio, a lot of stuff was coming in the murder dog first, and then the people at the source would get it. Then the double XL yeah. would get it. I remember. Remember it was supposed to be a new ghetto boys with Slim Thug, Zero, and uh one more person, but that was in the murder dog first. It just ended up mm-hmm. never happening. It yeah. just used to be so much stuff in the murder dog. I kinda hate that. I mean, you know, it just it didn't change with the times because right. that I think that might have been the last issue they, they offered physically, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But they got a podcast, uh the murder Murder Music Show. And they they probably on episode now they interview some people uh, the murder mix music show I forgot what it's called but they interview some people they okay. they have um, Seagram's son on there you know Seagram who was from the west coast he was from the bay but he had signed a uh, rap a lot then so he got murdered or so or he died got murdered one of the two I don't want to misquote but they had his son on there then they had the grave diggers on there like they go this back all this, this, yeah, this, like, yeah. this all in one show this all in one show like cause you could call in you know what I'm saying yeah. they, so, they, but they probably on episode five 500. They got some archives for you. They, that's cool. The outlaws, uh, all, they have all the outlaws on together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's something people need to check out too. So when it comes to posting, you just post everything that happened on that day? I try to post as much as I can. Sometimes yeah. I don't make it through everything. It depends how busy I am. You know, I have a, I have a like a nine to five job too. Yeah. So if I'm able to knock it all out in a day, yeah. sometimes I miss a couple. Yeah. Um, You know, I have, I have, I've through my own collection and then through just going through archives of stuff and looking up information yeah. I got probably like a 70 page document on my computer <laughs> yeah and so I take it I cut and paste each day onto my notes on my iPad yeah and then I can just I can reference that each day okay and then okay. I'll look up that again I'll look go that album, I'll find the artwork online if I don't have it yeah just, you know and I'll post and I'll try to put you know what it did on the charts I'll try to post yeah. singles if the singles are, if yeah. I can remember what singles came off of it okay right um, so what day is your birthday on I'm on November 22nd. What came out on November 22nd in any year? Just Should some I, notable music that came out on I'd November 22nd. Up, man. I, <laughs> I can't remember what I posted today, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. I, uh, there's so many posts in yeah. a day. Yeah. Um, but that, that that fourth quarter is always like a big quarter. Right? Yeah, I know. Like you get like the Chronics, the Doggy Styles out in that holiday time. Yeah. Because so they need you to go get that for Christmas to yep. people. Yep. So, okay, so you already said, you know, from your favorite era which was the 90s is Sex Packets and The Chronic so your next favorite era would be what? Probably like right after that like in the early 2000s okay, okay. like when like when Shea Records was cracking yeah Shea Records is out and uh, you know D12 and then like uh, G-Unit and that whole era like yeah. that from like from like 91 to like 2005 was dope as hell and music yeah. I think 1996 
for me might have been like my favorite year. The best, yeah, year. yeah, that, that, and that's mainstream underground because ma- on the mainstream level you had a Fuji's Wu Tang Master P the Ice Cream Man, uh, which actually came out in '95, but that's when it was starting yeah. to make yeah. its way up. Yep. And then you had Pac, and then uh, well, fires all eyes on me, but Esham yep. did Flowers. That came out in 96, and then 97, that's when No Limit really, like... Yeah, it was every two weeks of a song. Yeah, going, yeah. like, to the, to, the, to the moon. What people don't understand, the album that I think really did it, they get overlooked, is West Coast Bad Boys 2. Yeah. West Coast Bad Boys 2, that first song dedicated to Pac, opened up the album crazy, yep. and the album was solid. And then after that, that's when True came out, and that's when it... Every week something uh, came out, and then on the independent level, that's when Cash Money was bubbling yeah. underground. Yeah. And then '96, uh, what Outcast came out '96 too, or late '95, early '96. What when the Outcast? Uh, I think that was '96. Yeah, '96 yeah. might have been the best year. Yeah, like, you know what I'm well, saying. My favorite. I ain't gonna say the best, but I can't see how it wouldn't be the best with the album sales. With yeah. everything that came out, yeah. like I don't know, '96 was that time. '96 so, and early '97 was yeah. ridiculous. What's your favorite rap group? Man, that's a tough one. Again, like I'm, <laughs> I'm torn, man. There's, you know. There's again. There's like two. Okay. There's like there's Wu Tang because they've been so consistent for so long. Yeah, and they got the most recognizable uh, logo in hip hop. Yeah, and then you got you got Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, yeah. Because do they are consistent? Like if you just take them them five dudes and the group albums and the solo albums. Yeah. There's yeah. not one that I'm like this is garbage. Yeah, and that's what we was talking about too. Like uh, when it come to music, the Midwest really holding down. We mentioned Bone, we mentioned uh, Nelly, Nelly, and Eminem. Yeah. Those were all like really huge selling albums in music and hip hop particular. All of those albums went diamond, and that's when you know hip hop just bigger than yeah. your neighborhood. Yeah, like this running the music industry. Yeah, Crossroads run the music uh, industry at that time. Ridiculous. Come on. Uh, what else? What, what what else was on that album? That album, that East 1999 Internal, that I, I played that. like Mr. Ouija, yeah, uh, First like, of the Month. Murder. Like, yeah, My Murder. Yeah, like, murder, yeah. 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 Bud Smokers Only. Yeah. I, now, I wonder if they do that, though, thinking like this might be our only shot. Because, you yeah. know, that was a transition period for them. Like, Easy was gone. gone. Yeah. That's what believed in us. Yeah. We got to, at least, if we put this out, we could tour for the rest of our life. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that, that was the type. That's the feel it was. Like, if we don't get to do it again, and we go hit them with all of it because and that was a lot because of Unique's production too yeah, yeah. the yeah. production on that album was insane crazy like it was unmatched you know what I'm saying yep. like, no, that's like 50 Cent first album you never go yeah. top that as the no, artist yeah, sort of no. not that your music won't but the impact yeah, yeah. yeah. it's hard to impact because like people still harmonizing to this day oh yeah that. Oh, and, yeah. and the thing people don't even understand and realize that that's not even how they started off with the music because they nope. had the tape before that yeah uh, they had Bone Enterprise Bone yeah. Enterprise yeah, yeah I, had to go, I, had to go, I had to go cop one I had to go I got the CD at home I had to go find it Yeah, I went and dug and found that you know where I've been finding a lot of the old music at, at thrift stores mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. those like uh, comic book shops and stuff like that because yep. they had like little records and stuff that they I don't know probably came across at a garage sale uh, now you know the original color of the tape of that Bond Enterprise is red mm-hmm. that that like it, it, the tape is red and, uh, I wonder but the CD was the CD red? no the CD was just regular like a clear CD yeah the CD was regular it wasn't even colored it was just like the silver yeah yeah with like, with like print on it you know what I mean oh yeah one of the uh 
one of the regulars. Yeah. Just, let's hurry up and press this out. They label probably did them really bold on that. We go press up some CDs because CDs was, was like hot back then. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a big yeah. thing back then. Like, yeah. Yeah. The CDs pressed yeah. up shit probably cost $3,000. Well, the CDs. Yeah, well, so let's uh, talk about your shows that you got in development as far as uh, what you do with the archive. And you mentioned earlier that uh, you have uh, Italian descent and you got a show based around that. I'm working on one. I'm working on that, that's a um, gonna be on YouTube. Yeah, it's gonna be just like exploring like different little neighborhoods, like pockets, like you know how, like when you think about old Italians, yeah. it was all like in this corner of New York or all yeah. in this corner of LA was where 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 Chinatown is now. Yeah, it was all Italian. Yeah, back in the day. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. They took over. They pushed Italians out and they took over that that pocket. Okay, okay. Um, where, where, where where you go, the dragons right there. Yeah, it was all Little Italy. Okay, back in the. 1800s yeah early 1900s so that's kind of where they first uh settled at yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. We're, i'm exploring those kind of neighborhoods from co- trying to go coast to coast on it yeah so what you just do uh kind of you obviously great at research because you yeah. you get this stuff uh and you get the dates pretty uh accurate so you just you looking for just the population or you looking for something that might have happened there historically like or just is just letting people see? know that that's what it all, is all of it man okay all of it. i mean i'm interested you know if it's if it's music i'm interested in the history of it yeah. If it's my culture, I'm interested in the history of it. Yeah. You know I mean, I like to know where where stuff came from. I like yeah. to know the origins. Like one one of the dopest CDs I found. Um, it's not. It's a compilation. It's called um, Chronicles. Okay. And it's sort of the origins of G Funk. Okay. And it's all of the original funk from like the 60s, 70s that Dre and Above the Law and all them sampled. Yeah. With the original artists, so like Leon Haywood, I want to get freaky. Yeah. Which is nothing but a G thing. Okay. Um, they had all those like. 15, 16 cuts on there yeah. and it's all the original music that's dope I love banging that's that that's dope you know so it's about it's about knowing the history to me it's about okay. understanding where people came from you know what what people went through yeah. to get where they are yeah that's, that sounds like it's gonna be pretty do- dope when can we uh, expect the show hopefully early next year like okay. June for January I got some people that are tied up right now yeah um, that are on my production team with other projects as soon as they finish those yeah we're gonna go full blown starting in summer okay okay um, so it's gonna kinda be like a man versus food but you just traveling to the, that neighborhood to yeah. see what's this neighborhood it's about. gonna be food it's gonna be other shops it's gonna yeah. be a little you know mom, mom and pop stores yeah well, those mom and pop stores and stuff stores. are my favorite type of place yeah cause the people care about you yeah yep. and then they like they they appreciate your business yeah they, that's what it is like when you go to the mom and pop stores they love to tell you the history of oh we've been here 50 years we've seen the neighborhood change 12 times yep. like they love to tell you that because it gave them a sense of people care still about yep. what's going on you know what I'm and saying and they're probably the only people from that first jet group that's still there too right you know what right. I mean they've seen it change 12 times but they ain't leaving they ain't leaving <laughs> yeah cause you can't let people force you out of your element yep. like that's real you know yep. okay and then what else uh, as far as podcasts then you say you was working, I'm working on, on, on two podcasts I'm working on a hip hop one yeah that'll be like an extension of what i do on instagram okay it's gonna be like what came out this week do trying to do weekly what came out this week who was born who passed away yeah um i gotta look into legal rights with it and if i can i like to play a couple cuts off of different albums yeah but i know there's legal issues with playing music on podcasts i don't even understand why like it's really just free promotion anytime i hear some music that i like I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or going to look for it. They just they want to get paid per play and all that stuff. You know, ask out in BMI. And, yeah. Um, so work on that. When, so when can we expect that? Probably early again next year. Okay. I'm ticking off everything kind of this summer. Okay. Just kind okay. of, I'm kind of getting all the paperwork done. Yeah. You know, getting different legal things settled. Okay. And looking into what I can and can't do, what I can and can't play. Okay. Um, 
So you, how do you feel uh, about how important it is to let the younger generation know where this music actually come from? I mean, I think it's really important, man. I think, I think the only way you can create, like, really, I mean, you know, everybody has their own experience and their own, their own style, right? And so, but to have, they have to have gotten that from somewhere, right? Right. right. So because yeah, it's not the new under the sun. Yeah, whether you was influenced by, you know. Leon Haywood in the 70s or he's yeah. influenced by Dr. Dre in the 90s or DJ Quick yeah. or whatever. Like, you got your style and your swag from somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when I when I really started diving into, like, I kind of took a break from music for a while yeah. and then I dug back in and started listening. I listened to all the Quick stuff, like, from first to last. Yeah. I listened to it all just in a row and I listened to Underground from first to last and that made me hungry to get back into music again. You know what I mean? You get that, that feel of that music and that air and that time and that authenticity of that feel. Yeah. And you're like, man, I, wanted, I, w- I wish I was in that session to watch how that Right. went down yeah. you know how that 12 minute track on that album went down right. you know, all this vibing and throwing shit in there yeah um, so I think you know the most important thing is to understand the stuff that came before you right and understand that everything that you're doing now has come from you there. wouldn't even be able to do this if this stuff didn't happen absolutely not you know what I'm saying it wouldn't be an MP3 if it was no ADAT Exactly. Is, is, is that is that yeah, or, or real to real, real yeah. to real? Yeah. Back. You know, a lot of people going back to real to reels and yeah, dads that. and stuff like that. And vinyl is making a strong comeback. And, yep. and, and the reason I think it is is because Pro Tools and all that it just give it a shitty computery sound, man. Yeah. Like it don't you don't feel you know what I'm saying? Like because like I said, we used to be artists, so we got eight dads. Yep. We got you Me know too. you can show some artists some eight dads right now. They like oh VCR yeah, yeah what the yeah. fuck is that? But <laughs> the sound you can really tell the difference. It's a warmer, in the sound. It's a warmer. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a warmer sound, and, yep. and a lot of a lot of the major stars are going back to yeah. who who was around and remember. Like, yo, I you just have to slice the tape. That's why I used to cost so much to record. Even with that, it's like we listening to everything out the phone. Even if we plugging it up to come through the car, so the mix ain't how you like. Yep. Like how you said, your brother had those uh, speakers. It, the speakers don't even hit the same because it's coming no. from a out the phone through something yep. through the aux cord yep. through the and it's like or over the, through the air and Bluetooth now. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, ain't, yeah, this ain't even, hidden. This ain't yeah. this ain't what's up. I really gotta feel like I'm in a session to hear it and then gotta get like, that cassette oh, tape. That, that, that's yeah. how it's supposed to. Sound. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to grab me a record player, man. And just go start grabbing vinyl. From yeah, that'd be beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to grab that. There's some. There's some good record players that are pretty cheap these days too. Yeah, yeah. there's some decent, decent players. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just go research some, grab me one, and I'm gonna go start grabbing. But I got a cousin. He like, yeah, man, got all this vinyl. I was gonna throw away. Hold on. Yeah, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I'm gonna find something that some of my producers buddies ain't got. My vinyl will never go. My vinyl will never go. No, yeah. I'm. I got. (laughs) Like I said, I just bought a house. I got a whole room for shit like that. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I got a whole room. So uh, go ahead and give out your socials before we get out of here. My social is Westside Corleone on uh, Instagram, and everything else is linked there, man. You can find it all right there. Okay. And like we said, he posts multiple. Things about this hip hop history every single day. Like even today, I'm like, damn, all of this happened today. Even though it was different years, like, damn, this all happened today. It blows Be- my mind too, man. You sometimes. know what blow people mind with about uh, what they don't even be thinking because they just think what happened that that was that big that day. What happened on with banging on wax? What it's 25 years old. It's 25 yeah. years old, but when did it come out though? Oh, okay. So the the. I don't know if it was the first or the second one, right? But, but the, the, one the, of the banging on wax came out March 9th. 
Yep. Whatever year it came out. Then the other banging on wax came out September 13th, whatever year that came out. Yeah. And that's crazy to even think that yep. those days always meant something in hip hop anyway yep. to somebody. You know what I'm yep. saying? And that I discovered that uh, because a huge fan of banging on wax. Yeah, they're doing a, a 20th anniversary album. Yeah, I mean, shit. We uh, I, I ordered some of the shirts. Yeah. Like, I, I got the sweatshirt, the, the banging on wax. Yep. 1993, we said we showed him to my auntie like how is his hair done we want our hair just like that and he had some french oh, braids to the back kids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. when we was little kids he had some french braids to the back we like we want our hair just like that so banging on wax right, yeah that was one of my favorite albums you can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at TCE pod at TCE pod if you want to be a part of the show you like the show just want to let us know or you want to advertise you can hit us at PR at TCOHH dot org PR at TCOHH dot org like we say every introduction Start with every connection. Start with an introduction. So get out there, meet some people, make some connections, and uh, I want for my brother what I want for myself. Yeah.